Pylon listeners. We are back. It is the end of August. Recording us on August 31st. The NFL season is 10 days away. Uh, and oh boy, there, you know, excitement's in the air. College football is getting ready going this weekend. And now we got NFL football. And having said that, the Pylon is back. And we are going to be previewing, giving our predictions uh, for this 2022-2023 NFL season. So we're going to get into all that. But before we do, let's introduce the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z, representing the Detroit Lions. And we got Barney, representing the Bears. Representing the 3-0 preseason Bears, baby. Good to see you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Remy, representing the Vikings. Skull to the bull. Purple Rain and Control. Go Vikes. Good to be back. And last but not least, Kinger, representing the Packers. Boys, great to be back as always. Packers just sleep through and sleepwalking through preseason like they always do, but it's time. Regular season just 10 days away, ready to roll. Barney, did you get a, like a preseason <laughs> national champs or a preseason yeah. uh, champs? Or? Yeah, since I'm a. Uh... Since I'm a season ticket holder, they're sending us uh, a belt, a championship belt. So uh, it's I'm just waiting for it in the mail. In the mail. <laughs> uh, a lot of Lions fans wear the four and zero preseason champ shirt uh, because that same the same year they went four and zero in the preseason, they went zero and sixteen. So uh, Lions fans ever since then kind of root to lose in the preseason. That's uh, because they think the opposite will happen. That has not proven true either way, but um, regardless, uh, congratulations on your. Uh, it was a lot of hard work. Thank season. you. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna dive into it here. Uh, we're gonna jump to all. We're gonna you know move to each four of the teams, discuss, and then give our predictions for how we think their season's gonna go. Uh, and we're gonna jump into the last season's uh, division champs, and we're gonna start with the Packers. So Kinger, uh, preseason's over. I don't know if there's anything specifically that stuck out to you about the preseason, but uh, let me just uh, really quickly run down the schedule for you. So at Minnesota, home against the Bears, at Tampa Bay, home against the Patriots, Giants, and Jets all in a row, but then they go three on the road with Washington, Buffalo, and Detroit, then home for two, Cowboys, Titans, road for two, Eagles, Bears, then on the road against, or at home against the Rams, then at Dolphins, then the last two are at home against the Vikings and the Lions. So take it away, uh, kind of with your thoughts on how we think this season going to go. I, I'm excited. I really am. I, like I said, the Packers just kind of typically year in and year out seem to kind of sleepwalk their way through preseason, all about getting reps, evaluating the young talent. And uh, I, I got to say, with what the defense is expected to be, finally having a fully healthy defense, I think they will be one of the best in the NFL this year. I'm completely sold on our defensive line for the first time in, in five years. We finally have some depth. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, looking, it's kind of interesting. Devontae Wyatt, our first round pick, he's sitting down at four on the, on the depth chart right now, five on the depth chart right now. Uh, behind Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Jerron Reed. He got dinged up a little bit. Uh, Devontae Wyatt bit a little bit slow, but Quay Walker fitting right in with the defense. I'm just super excited. Uh, they got Russell Douglas playing some safety. Shamar, John Charles, Gene Charles in the slot. Going to be interesting to see what we do. I'm a little bit worried about the depth, but I think this defense is going to carry us this year. Um, and I got to say, with Jenkins and Bakhtiari being hurt on the offensive side of the ball, there was definitely some concern from me in regards to how this offensive line was going to perform. The 
The good news is both are practicing. I think we are trending for both to play week one, which is incredible. But we've seen, we've shown that the Packers have some have found some depth in the offensive line. Our fifth round pick, Zach Tom out of Wake Forest, one of the highest graded rookie offensive linemen uh, in all of preseason. I think this Rashid Walker, our seventh rounder out of Penn State, still showing poten- uh, potential. I think our starters across the board. Uh, it's it's still going to be a very good offensive line this year, which I think is obviously where Green Bay has to build off of. The biggest question, the wide receivers. And I still think day one, it's going to be Lazard, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins injured at the beginning of camp. Come across or play the last few games. Actually, I don't know if he played the last game. Uh, hasn't done anything really too big, but I think ultimately he's going to get the starting spot. And I'm just super excited to see Romeo Dobbs. So I have high expectations again for Green Bay this year. I don't think we hit the 13 win mark. Uh, my gut tells me 11 and 6, but for the prediction purposes, I'll go. I'll say Green Bay is going 12 and 5 this year. Uh, even with a pretty tough schedule, I like playing the NFC East um, and think we're in for another good season. I'm excited to see Rodgers, right? I'm excited to see this 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 new era for, for Green Bay. Uh, the defense is, is what we're going to be talking about this year, and hopefully the offense can can maintain some strides. So uh, with this new receiver core, uh, I know this is kind of the fantasy time too. Uh, who are – who? If any, I would, I would stay targeted. away. I, honestly, I would stay away from from wide receivers mm. on the Green Bay squad. If I'm going to be honest, tight end Tunyon, uh, you know, Tyler Davis is a guy that's got, still got some potential there. Josiah DeGuara. Um, we got some pass catchers, and I really just think it's going to be spread around a lot. There's no way that anybody's going to make up for what Devontae brought to the offense. Um, it's just going to be it's going to be a new new scheme. There's going to be a lot of quick throws setting guys up, running plays for specific guys, trying to create schemes to get them open. I'm all about the running backs if, if we're talking fantasy. I think both are going to provide some value this year. I look forward to seeing healthy Aaron Jones. I think he's in for a big year. And then A.J. Dillon's just just too good in the goal line to ignore it. it, it there's going to be a lot a lot, of, a lot of production from those two. I'm glad you said that, man, because I, I, I was thinking the same thing I might draft last night, and I went with uh, Aaron Jones. is probably one of the guys, one of my favorites to pick up some of that that market share from uh, from Devontae, but uh, definitely, dude. And you do remember how good he was running routes out of the backfield. He's definitely a viable option in the passing game. You know, with the work, with the with the share with with AJ Dillon, it limits him a little bit. But these guys are dynamic as any duo in the league, and and they're going to be the focal point. They're going to have to be the focal point of this Green Bay offense for us to be successful this year. For sure. Uh, I- I mean, I got I got Lazard. I think in the tenth round. Is that a good? Yeah, well, but Lazard, Lazard, I see going out so, and having seven to ten touchdowns this year. He's he, he's going to be the clear number one, but he's not a guy that's going to consistently week out go get you six eight catches a hundred yards. That's just not realistic. I don't think from Alex Lazard's skill set and what Green Bay is going to be trying to do with the offense. So, and and the last thing I want to say, and we are by no means anywhere near making solid predictions on this, but I have to just make the comment. I am liking the production and the progress that that Jordan Love seems to be showing. His stats have not shown up, you know, completely for him in the game or in these games. There actually has been quite a few drops from the wide receivers. I'm not saying that Jordan Love was elite or excellent by any means, but I have a lot more confidence in him now as the backup quarterback after seeing what he can do. The dude can sling it. He he can make all the throws necessary in the NFL. It's still reading the game, slowing it down for him. But I think he did a pretty good job this preseason despite the record. I think he showed a lot of good things. 
I nothing screams uh, preseason NFL more when you're hyped up about the backup quarterback. Trust me, I've, I've been uh, I've been in the same boat many a time. So I I, I love your optimism, Kinger. About I think I think I think I maintained a relatively measured approach there. I wasn't saying I was going all out on Jordan Love. I just said I liked the the progression that he seems to be making. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, dude, <laughs> what what's his future? Like, what is it? I have no idea. I don't know. It's as long as Aaron Rodgers wants to play football. And we don't know if it's going to be one year. We don't know if it's going to be two years. We don't know if it's going to be three years. I think this year is going to be telling. I really do. Um, I don't know if <clears throat> it could, it very well could be it for him. And, and I say that I don't know that he's going to want to do this again. If we fall short, if we, if we put together another sound, awesome regular season and then lose in the first round of the playoffs again, or get a, lose another heartbreaker. I, I don't know how much more that man can take. So, or or we can take at, at, for that matter as Packers fans. So we'll see. This is I'm still su- I still believe in Green Bay. We are I still believe our our twenty our top twenty two guys out there fields one of the best three or four rosters in the league. But the depth is a concern, and we'll see how this new wide receiver core is because they're going to have to step up. All right. I, I mean, do you expect the, the Packers to win more games because of their defense this year or their offense? I think the defense is going to be the anchor. I really do. I, you know, we're, we'll have a few games where I think uh, where I think the offense is going to have to take over, but I, they still can, right? We still have Aaron Rodgers. So, but for the most part, I anticipate the defense being the rock of this team this year. I, I anticipate them for the first time. People can say Green Bay has a really legitimate defense. I guess time will tell. I mean, what do you guys, Barney, Remy, how do you guys feel about the Packers here with the both sides of the ball? I think the Packers are going to be pretty fucking good this year. <laughs> um, I mean, it's hard to <laughs> argue when you got Aaron Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, still under center, especially all those reports about him taking per- Percocets, and we all know what game that was. It was. Uh, Everybody yeah, knows. Everybody After the game versus the Bears, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, if Kinger's right about their defense showing out, I mean, they could they could very well be a very dangerous team. But um, he he's right though that they have to be the anchor because, I mean, Aaron will still put up that offense will still put up points, but I it's not going to be as easy or frequent as as they had it in you know like the last I don't know 10, 15 years. I, I, I think the Packers offense could be arguably boring this year. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of play action, quick, quick passes, a lot of short, you know, 5, 10, 12-yard throws. I don't know that we're going to have the excitement, the explosive. Rodgers is just going to be, I think, consistently, you know, sitting right around that 70% completion mark, 225 yards a game, couple touchdowns, and then they're going to run the ball. Like, that's, that's going to be the game plan this year. Yeah, for sure. And I'd, I'd want to know one more. Uh, I heard this, uh, I think, on a podcast. Uh, I believe Matthew Berry said it, actually, that last year Aaron Jones, when Devontae Adams didn't play, averaged 25.7 fantasy points per game, uh, which would have been the highest over the course of a season. So I just wanted to note that as well, because uh, pe- people seem a little lower on him fantasy-wise, and I can't – maybe because they think A.J. Dillon's going to have an expanded role or something like that. But I, I, I think it's going to be relatively the same, if not more. Aaron- Aaron so, Jones uh, is still RB one. He's he's got the more diverse skill set for sure. Yeah, because I got him in like the second round of my one, and I was like, I thought that was kind of a, 
backfield potentially because at least it's in a PPR one because he's going to catch it out of the backfield. No, doubt. I agree. And even if I'm, I'm pretty sure they'd probably rock some two or two running back sets where Aaron or I'm sorry, AJ Dillon's in the backfield and uh, you know our our guys in the slot. But yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you guys have any other uh, things you want? Remy, did you did you make a comment on the Packers either side of the ball besides like f them and you know, <laughs> the usual? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, of course, I want the Packers to lose every game, but it pains me to say I think they probably are going to win around the same amount of games that they did last year, and it's going to take like a fluky playoff game for them to lose this year. Um. While they, you know, did lose one of the best receivers in the league, they their defense got insanely good. So um, it, it it pains me to say, but I, I think 12, 12, 13 games is accurate. Um, I don't know if I agree with the toughness of the schedule because, you know, we, we kind of play the similar schedule. And I think, you know, we got like giant, like you said, the whole NFC East. And um, I think the Packers should run through a majority of that schedule and end up with a good record and hopefully hopefully lose in the first or second round of the playoffs. <laughs> well, all right, so you continue tradition there. All right, so you, what, your prediction Remy then for the Packers is what what's the record? Probably around 12 wins, 12 and 5. 12 and 5. 12 and 5. All right. On top of the divisional opponents though, boys, Green Bay has to go to Tampa, to Buffalo, and then they got Dallas and Philly on the road in the East. That's that's not an easy road schedule. That's for sure. They have Dallas at home. I thought it was Dallas. I thought it was, oh no, is it Washington and uh, yeah, no, Washington. they're at Dallas. No, it's it's at Dallas. It's at Dallas. Wait, no. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing at home. I'm seeing at home. Yeah, you're right. It's at Washington and at Philly. You're right. Nope, nope. Wow, nice way to read that. Correct, Zach. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people are high on Philly for some reason. They have to go there. I do. Uh, I do just want to make a remark prior to the Green Bay being good. I do think that the division is wide open for Minnesota. Sorry, I had to put that in there. I forgot about it earlier. Don't worry. I'm sure we'll get to that, Remy. <laughs> uh, Barney, what's your uh, prediction? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go 11 and six. <sighs> Yeah, eleven and six sounds about right to me too. I, I, I like eleven and six. That's what I'm gonna roll with. I, I was debating between that or ten and seven because I do think you're gonna have some regression here. But uh, uh, eleven and six sounds good because I do like how they built the defense. Uh, but Kinger, what do you say? Yeah, I'm going twelve and five. I still think uh, I'll give us the twelve wins. We're not gonna hit thirteen for year four for Lafleur. Twelve and five, and I do think they're gonna they're gonna get the division by a couple games. Look at that. You and Remy on the same page. It's nice to see. This is a great this is gonna be a great year. You know, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of a lot of nice things to say about each other's teams. All right. Uh so twelve and five for Kinger, twelve and five for Remy, and then eleven and six uh for Barney and I. For the Packers. Uh wait, Barney, do you think eleven and six wins the division? I guess we'll 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 have to find out. I guess so, yeah. Uh so Let's go to the, the team that finished in second last year then in the division, shall we? Which is the Minnesota Vikings. They were 8-9 last year, but new coach, Kevin O'Connell. Uh, Remy, how you feeling about your Vikings? Bissy Johnson, I think, is out for the year again or something like that, too? I I, I mean, no, it's a minor in. Or maybe it's not a minor. No, you, he you, tore his ACL. You you'd stay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, no, BC. I meant minor uh, 
player, but go. Oh, he tore his. Okay, go. Just go. I'm losing my word. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of good to come out of Minnesota. New head coach. Um, you got, I mean, Kirk Cousins, but you got Dalvin Cook, Jefferson, dealing with them. Irv Smith will be back. Um, you got a Ed Ingram who just won the starting right guard spot as a rookie. I think we got him in the third round. Um, one of the best right tackles in the game with Brian O'Neill and a promising left tackle, um, supposedly with Trent Williams-like physique in Christian Derrissaw. And then, of course, on the defense, we're switching to that 4-3 with Daniil Hunter um, and Zadarius Smith as linebackers and Dalvin Tomlinson, Harrison Phillips on the inside. So uh, Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, and... Cam Dantzler as your D-backs. Um, you know, I I want to say uh, this will be just a regular transitional year and not get my hopes up, but you go and uh, you make the acquisition for even a guy like Jalen Rieger, who was a 20 – we got him for a fourth round in the – They caught your boy. They caught your boy, they though. They did. They cut Amir Smith-Marset. Uh what? Had, yeah, they had a. I gonna sleep at night. Yeah, I. It's it's rough. Um, he did. We'll get him back on the squad. Don't worry. Yeah, practice squad. Hopefully, uh, if any team's <laughs> smart though, he he's a dog. Like he he should be someone that uh, a wide receiver needy team should get. But hopefully, he resigns to the practice squad. But yeah, we got Rager for a seventh round pick in twenty twenty three and a fourth round in twenty twenty four. Um, you know, hard to say. I I always. I felt like I always just add wins to the Vikings squad and don't really think about it, but I I don't know. Their win total is like eight and a half. So I I just found myself with <laughs> going eleven and six. Uh I know we have like we, we go to Buffalo, we play the Saints in London, um, tough games like that. And I know we play like the Patriots at home, but could be a sneaky we, we the Patriots seem to have our number. Um, we play the Eagles in Philadelphia Monday night. That could be at, uh, on week two. Um, we play the Packers week one, which I do anticipate them winning that game, but you never know. But I just I think Kirk Cousin and I think the whole Vikings as a squad, they have the roster to kind of be one of those under-the-radar teams that sneak up on you. And as I stated before, I think the division as of now could be extremely wide open. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet 11-6. and six. For Minnesota. Hmm. Do you think people are underrating uh, Adam Thielen and his production this year? I do. That's what I, I do. And I know he caught 10 touchdowns last year. Uh, and wonder this new, I know, I know every player says it, but every, when you ask them, how, how do they feel? They say they're in the best shape of their life. Well, since we got, we got out, we get, we got a new like strength coach in the way of not of resting guys in the preseason, but still doing kind of some live, um, and practices and do simulations and, and not really beat your body up as much, but still get it in shape and ready up to par for season. Um, I, I believe Adam and the coaches when they say, you know, he, he, he's 33, but he plays like he's 24. So, um, him paired with Justin Jefferson and, and KJ Osborne and, and Dalvin cook. And it's just, our defense needs to step up. And I know, I think we lost like eight, eight or nine games by at least eight points. So, you know, if your defense isn't giving up a touchdown late in the right before halftime, you know, those are all decided by 
a touchdown and two point conversion. So um, you clean up some mistakes, and I think there's a, a bigger swing for Minnesota for their win column. And pour one out for uh, Kellen Mond too. I don't think we did we didn't mention him, right? Hey boy, nope. the diamond and the yeah, tough week for yeah. Remy's guys. Yeah, Kellen Mond is cubic zirconia now, but <laughs> I, I think I think like nine of the thirteen guys in that draft have been cut. I think I read nine of the thirteen. So, Quasi Adolfo Mensa has made. I think he made six trades on draft night, and he's made four trades in the past week. He's wheeling and dealing. We'll just we the anticipation is killing me. We got to see how it plays out. So, um, I'm excited to see Kevin O'Connell, and I'm excited for him to be the players' coach he is, and. Hopefully we come out strong against Green Bay. Um, I mean Bar- Barney and Kinger, did you guys have any additional uh, questions for uh, Remy just about the Viking season here coming up? Yeah, I mean, I it's all. I think it just comes down to how well O'Connell's able to, you know, uh, implement his offense, right? I mean, uh, it, speed is really, really important in that scheme. Um, I don't think anyone hits the hole harder or faster than Delvin Cook. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, and uh, and Justin Jefferson, man, like I mean, it, it could be it could be a really good scary Vikings team. And I mean, how many times did you guys, uh, you know, did the ball bounce your way or bo- ball bounce the other guy's way last year? I mean, so many times you guys gave up losses in the last couple seconds. I think, I think you it, guys are lions. At least, at least be, five. That's at least like five games, four or five games. Yeah, I think you guys are gonna you're gonna get those bounces this year. Um, I like your squad. Uh, I, I, I mean, everybody's got to stay healthy though because. I don't know if 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 the the replacements there would would uh, would do anything for you there, but um, I I I like Minnesota. I do. I I think they go, I think they go eleven and six, and they uh, they go down to the tiebreaker with Green Bay. Love it, love it. The ball didn't bounce the wrong way against the Lions. They just forgot to defend the goal line right in front of them. <laughs> so no excuse for that one, at least, Remy. Anyways, um, I mean, do we – the D-line, uh, who's a D – I just had it up and I lost. Harrison the Phillips, D-lineman. the guy we got from the yep. uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. And, and da- Daniil Hunter, is he going to be healthy? Yeah. That's always a big question. Yeah, Daniil and Zadarius Smith are both healthy. Both Smith, thank you. Zadarius Smith, that was the other They've one. both been healthy the whole camp. Um, it's whether they can stay healthy. Um. Like I said, new new staff in the building and new way to implement practice and training camp. So um, I think if there's a time where you invest a lot into two players who are coming off injury, this would be the staff and time to do it under. So um, I'm excited. I My words don't do it justice. I'm so excited. And, and a way to go get Green Bay week one is when you want to grab I, pretty, pretty, quite frankly, any team. Um, Get them while they're rusty, while they're still figuring it out, and um, maybe while that defense is still trying to gel. Not to say that the same can't happen for Minnesota, but you got two teams who really didn't play any of their starters the whole preseason. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come out. I think Minnesota more so on the offense is going to be getting it done, possibly coming down to scoring, like, you know, having to 
score like 38 points or anything over 30 to try and you know get those one if minnesota scores 38 points week one you can just burn up every single prediction that i had about green bay (laughs) if that happens you never know it could be a shootout i mean the last time we played you guys in minnesota we won 34 to 31 so you, you never know Vikings are deeper this year, specifically on offense. I think the offensive line is going to be better, which does make them dangerous. I'm not dealing. I think there's going to be a natural one step back this year. And the depth that Minnesota has, I think, is is going to be enough to make them dangerous on offense. But I th- think the big thing is, is your offensive line is going to be better. On the defensive side, I have to – there's even less depth on defense. And I'm still very – I think Minnesota is going to be susceptible in the run game. And – Secondary, we'll see. They're talking about it. Everybody says it's going to be better. They like the guys they got, but we got to wait and see what happens there. I'm not 100% sold yet. I'll give Minnesota 10 wins. I would bet that over. You said nine Eight or nine and a half. half. What was it? What was that? Eight and a half. I would definitely take that over. Um, I think nine or 10 wins, in even with a peak season of 11 wins. So I'll go 10 and seven, one behind Green Bay. Not two behind Green Bay because I went 12 and five. All right, uh, Barney. I already gave mine. Uh, Eleven and six. Oh, oh, thank you. Okay. Hmm. Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. Always an enigma. <laughs> this is a tough one for me. Ah, uh, I go back and forth on this team a lot. They are such a wild card. Uh, I I still like Kirk Cousins, but I'm not in love with their defense. I I think nine and eight uh, for them this year. Jesus I, little, Christ! We're done. I know, I know, I know. But hey, that's over five hundred. Do I need to? Do I need to? Do I need to make another historic defense prediction? <laughs> what, no, what oh, the, please do. Please do. What the, <laughs> oh my gosh! The, their defense. This is the Vikings, I, I wanted, Remy. So, I, so what? Is, from a, objectively, when you guys look at the Vikings defense, what scares you the most? Do you think they got that much better from last year? Be- because obvious. you don't because have. We, we, we replaced. Anthony Barr with Jordan Hicks. We beefed up our D line and go. Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter on the outside. Are you kidding me? With Harrison Phillips and I think they're gonna have health issues. How did you beef up your D line though? And where where exactly is your beefing up your D line? Michael Pierce that was out how many games last year? And then the year before with COVID, we dropped him and went and got Harrison Phillips, who is a solid from the Bills. And then Dalvin Tomlinson was solid in the run game as well. Um and that dude we just traded for, we got from, we dropped Armand Watts and will be the dude from the Texans. And then, I mean, we still, there's still going to be a, a lot of times where they're a nickel where Smith and Hunter are on the end. And there's, that's two pro bowlers when they're healthy. So I, that, I mean, if you get to the quarterback, it makes the corners so easy, their job so easy. And a guy with Pat Peterson, he wasn't good, but he wasn't great. And he never missed a game besides when he had like a COVID scare. Um, he can hold his own. Cameron Dantzler has shown signs of being a legit corner when given the snaps, and he's healthy. And then our guy, Andrew Booth, who we got in the second round, is locking down Jefferson and getting in the face of him, apparently uh, having to roll with the twos because he's just in the face of these receivers and trash-talking them so bad. But I I, I do think our, our, I do think our defense – Guys like Cam Bynum and, and Lewis Seen, there's going to be a time where our safeties, Harrison Smith and Cam Bynum, are out there. And you might see Lewis Seen in the linebacker spot. He's been making plays. And um, I think our secondary, which was the weak focal point last year, has gotten significantly better. 
It's just if they're going to gel right away. And I don't know. We, we got a new D, we got new head coach, new D coordinator, new OC. It's going to be interesting. That's the biggest difference. Yeah, I, I think it'll come down to coaching as, and more so as the difference maker. And we saw what Zimmer does when he challenges the stupid. I've seen Zimmer win maybe one challenge since he's been a head coach of the Vikings. He's terrible. So, well, it, I think it might just come down to coaching. So, <laughs> well, uh, the live DraftKings odds, I, I think you mentioned about I'll, I'll just repeating case, but uh, over nine and a half. So, I, um, I do have the young. They've went up. They've <laughs> went up. I think they were at plus 280 to win the division. And then last week, they, they went up to plus 240. Um, I looked today after the Rieger trade and it didn't move, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got them at eight and a half. So, <laughs> all right, wait, that, that's good value then. If you got them at eight and a half, oh boy, we take advantage of the marketplace. All right, uh, let's go to the third place team from last year. That is the Bears, uh, six and 11 last year, Barney. Uh, they just picked up Alex Leatherwood today. Big off-season acquisition for you, huh? Uh, or preseason acquisition, rather. <laughs> Alex Leatherwood cut after one year with the Raiders. Uh, I think that was Mike Mayock's pick, right? Uh, just a, what an awful drafter Mike Mayock was. If he ever goes back to the NFL Network, uh, he will not be very respected with his... Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he should have just stayed where he was. <laughs> he would have had a longer career. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh Chicago Bears, uh, is it going to be a rough season like everyone uh, in the national media is saying, or are you going the other way? I, you know, I, I, from a record standpoint, I don't think it's it's going to be bountiful. Uh, but um, I don't think it's going to be a rough season because there's a lot of interesting things at play. You know, I mean, first off, uh, I mean this this front office. This coaching staff, it's refreshing. They're they're doing things that make sense. Uh, my hat goes off to Ryan Poles. I think he's done a tremendous job so far uh, in basically every facet of being a GM. Uh, him, him hiring Eberflus, uh, Eberflus's hit philosophy. Uh, you know, just I can't tell you how many times last year. Uh, the coach was just too busy trying to be friends with the players and there was just no accountability and it's a complete 180. Uh, and, and it's just nice to get back to that kind of bears stonewall defensive, uh, mindset where, you know, like we we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna roll over and, and, uh, you know, last year there just wasn't a lot of fight, but, uh, you know, the first touchdown that we gave up last year and the last touchdown of the season that we gave up last year, they were both touchdowns, uh, because, one of our defenders just decided not to touch him while he was down. And uh, that accountability is going to be gone. Um, you know, I love what they've been able to install so far. But make no mistake, uh, this year is really all about the development of Justin Fields. Um, you know, I, I watching him this preseason has been nice. Uh, our, our previous coaches never liked to play the starters during the preseason, which was just weird. But... Um, you know, I mean, there's no question this guy's really smart and his athleticism just jumps off the tape, but he's got some things to work on. Uh, he's got, you know, he had ball security issues. He put the ball on the ground quite a few times last year. But I think most importantly, 
Um, you know, he has everything that it, that he needs to uh, to be an elite level quarterback in this league. Uh, I think the one thing he's just got to work on is the hesitation in between reads. Um, you know, he's just kind of kind of go with it and you know make his reads and fire the ball because it's just. I think uh, it's that's just his one downfall. But I mean, there's. I can't like fault him. I mean, his coach and mentor was fucking Matt Nagy last year, and the the schemes didn't un- make any mm. sense. So uh, it's just I, I'm looking forward to this year. I thought this preseason was a lot of fun. I thought he was able to do a lot, especially in that last game. Um, you know, I mean, I know it's preseason, but you still gotta you still gotta make those reps. You gotta make those reads, and he did those. So uh, I'm really excited to to at least watch these games because I think we're gonna be competitive. Um, I. I think, and I think it's our line is six and a half wins. I am not positive if it's. I, I have six on at least on DraftKings here. So. Yeah, so six wins. It's climbed up a little bit since the start of the season. I think it was at five and a half. Um, I think that's a really good line. I think it's going to be right around there. But we're going to be competitive. And sometimes, you know, when you're around the football and you're not lazy, the ball bounces the right way. And so, who knows what's going to happen? But um, you know, I'm I I couldn't be happier at with with this off season so far. I think just one thing, you know, like I think Poles is really understanding what to do with the offensive line. Uh, I love putting or kicking Tevin Jenkins inside to guard. He's looked great these last two starts. Um, you know, he's a natural mauler. I think he can be a real real fucking asset for this. Uh, outside zone scheme that we're trying to run here, um, and and just like you mentioned at the top of this part of, of the segment, Alex Leatherwood, I think that's their exact plan as well, um, is to kick him to inside guard uh, or the, to left guard and uh, and basically be the backup for Tevin and Cody Whitehair, and just you know if if, if he shows some promise, you know. It, I, I don't hate the move. Um, you know, I think it's $6 million for the next three years and a fifth-year options. Bears can afford it. Bears well, can yeah, afford I mean, it. But that's oh, like yeah. $2 million per year. I'm like, I'm all for it. I think that was a perfect buy-low um, scenario. And I'm not going to dog somebody after one after one season, you know, especially being out in Vegas. Who knows how many distractions that guy had. You know, like brand-new money, brand-new everything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough year, but – you know, I, I'm going to say the, the Bears, the Bears are right at six wins. So I'm going to go six. Mm. I'm going to go six and 11. And I think that's higher than I was, than I was going to say two weeks ago. So. And Ro- Roquan Smith, you staying around. Yeah, man. I mean, that's weird. Saga. That's, a, that's another, <laughs> that's another thing. I mean, it's, it's kind of always been weird with him. Uh, but you know, I hope everything's all well with that situation, but, uh, not paying up for a, you know, declining, uh, position, right. In terms of, uh, priorities and, and not trying to reset the market just to like make somebody happy on your team. I think that's a hard decision not to do. And obviously you want to show good faith with the people you draft, but, um, I thought that showed a lot of poise in in Ryan Ryan Poles uh, to not just hand out a contract and try to keep the gang together. So hopefully we can work something out. They can stay competitive. They can install a great culture here. And who knows? With all this money coming in for next year, um, 
you know, if you show something out there, there's there's going to be some free agents that can completely, uh, you know, change the dynamic of this team going forward. Hmm. Uh, okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm lower on the bears this year than maybe where they'll be next year. I, I think the bears have built this to be lose this year, just get through this year, build for next year. That That's just how I, I've mm-hmm. seen it. Now their defense is actually, it's respectable. I, I don't love their defensive line outside Robert Quinn, and I don't even know if you're going to get the Robert Quinn of uh, last no, year. No, you probably. <laughs> that won't. might have been an anomaly. <laughs> he was insane last year. Um, I don't, I don't love their defensive line uh, compared to what they've had in the past, uh, and I think that's going to hurt guys like Eddie Jackson who kind of rely on that um, as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't. I don't know if they've helped Justin Fields. Uh, in his second year here. I don't know if he's going to get a fair look again. I just think it's going to be rough on the offense. Uh, this receiving core is one of the worst in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, this is a bunch of basically backup guys minus Darnell Mooney. Maybe Velas Jones turns out to be a steal. Who knows? But uh, I, and I, I, this offensive line's got a lot of work too. I, I, I moving Tevin Jenkins inside is not what the bears wanted to do. It's kind of what they had to do in my opinion, because uh, obviously it wasn't showing any promise outside to, to have Riley Reef be starting out there. He's not. Who's, Riley Reef's not. A stop yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, so, have, with all that said, I, I, I'm going to go under the six. I, I, I think four and uh, 13. And then the Bears are going to use that uh, high draft pick next year uh, to get a lot of extra draft capital. To trade forward. with the Lions, because the Lions are going to trade their two picks up for C.J. Stroud. <laughs> Maybe. I would love C.J. Stroud. I love <laughs> C.J. Stroud. But I, I, we'll see what I think about the Lions in a moment, But um, if they'll have enough ammunition to do that. But uh, I, I think 4-13, and 13, but I, I do think it, it'll be really fascinating to see where the Bears go from here, If especially if they do get a high draft pick and what, what they can get from that with some of the quarterbacks coming on next year. But I do think it bears fans just be, I do I, like, uh, you know, the, the optimistic bears fans. I've just heard like, Oh, we look great in preseason. Now I'm, I'm going to, you mentioned that the line moved up five and a half to six. That's because bears are one of the more popular teams in the country. Vegas gets all that money probably going higher after all these preseason wins. That's why I imagine that the the line moved up a little bit. Cause all those bear fans are throwing money on the, the over. Cause nobody, they don't want to bet under on their own team. So, uh, it's a money maker, baby. When you're when you're when <laughs> you're Vegas, a bad so, yeah. team, it's a it's a real good money making year because you really know your <laughs> team. So I think four and thirteen. Uh, but I'm I'm fascinated to see where they go. Uh, in the future, uh, Remy. No, I'm, <clears throat> I'm gonna kind more agree so with Barney. I for some reason I Justin Fields is my guy. I hate that he's a bear, but I do I do agree that they really didn't put any pieces. Or for around him, but I think the Bears are going to bear and be just bad enough to kind of get. I, I, th- I think they went, I think they go seven and 10, and I think they kind of get more, you know, the 10, 11, 12 draft pick and still kind of mess that up. But I do see them trending upward. Um, I, I love Fields, and with a good quarterback, you can do whatever. Maybe, maybe someone like Odell Beckham comes back healthy and the Bears just throw the bag at him. I don't know, halfway through the season. You you never know. Guys like that can sign with a random team, whatever, um, to try and maybe give Fields something to work with. Um, 
I think the Bears are going to bear, and I, I think they just hit that over in their um, total wins, and I, I'm saying seven wins this year. Rami, is there some Bears-Vikings collusion this year that we're foreshadowing right now? Did you cut off I, all ties with Big Z? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, yeah. Well, I mean, and and we'll get to that. I mean, I we, much, we'll get to that because I have been watching Hard Knocks, so the Lions are holding a special spot. But I this year, I guess Real just has to recognize Real. You know, I, I got to give props to the Packers and hope that they just lose flukely in a playoff game. I have to give props for Garcia in Chicago because I've watched probably almost pre- every preseason Chicago game just because it's on when I happen to be watching TV, which they were they were televised almost like every game it seemed like and I liked I know it's only preseason. I liked what I saw and the Bears are just going to bear. I feel like this is the year they might just be okay. So, we'll say 7 and 10. Bears are going to bear. That means defense, special teams at a Subpar offense. We'll get him. And a double doing. Like, all right. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kinger. I'm going to go in between you guys here. I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to say the Bears go 5 and 12 this year. And the direction that the team's going, I'm in agreement with Barney, but I think they got a lot of things going against them this year. Justin Fields, there's still going to be some growing pains. That offensive line is still going to struggle. We might see some some movement in the right direction, which I think is really all Bears can, fans can hope for this year. But there's going to be struggle there. And they just don't have the weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to have to ride David Montgomery. But I just don't know if that's realistic expectations. The Bears are going to be down in some games. The defense, again, it's a new system for them. There's some, uh, it's going to be some growing pains. And... The secondary still concerns there, and, I, and I'm with Big Z on the defensive line. So the Bears are going to be in some games. They'll, they'll probably be a, a handful of rough ones, but I think the Bears are going to be keep it relatively competitive, a lot of one-score games, but I just don't think they have the talent to take it to that next step yet, which I think from a Bears perspective, you are okay with this year. So five wins, but I think there's some progression from where we were at last year. So let me throw out another one to you guys uh, that I'm probably going to be betting but anyways, fewest regular season wins, the odds. Texans three to one, Falcons four to one, Jets five to one. Then you got the Bears at seven to one. Uh Seahawks at seven to one. I'll take it to the Lions. Then Jaguars, Lions, and Panthers all at twelve to one. I'll so, take Seahawks. <clears throat> I'm gonna stick the Seahawks or the Jets there. I would Yeah. Geno I would Smith. say Jets and Seahawks, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I think the Texans, dude, I mean, the hard thing about the, the Bears schedule is, like, we face those teams. You know, we face the Jets, we face Atlanta, we face the Texans. So it's like, I mean, yeah, we're bound three. to win a couple of Toilet those, bowl. hopefully. <laughs> Toilet Bowl, week three, Bears-Texans. I mean, the Bears are probably going to start off 3-0, and and then they'll start to struggle. So they'll face the 49ers, Green Bay, at Green Bay, and... <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota week five. L. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I am curious though, because I mean, dude, I'll say it. Like, you don't, obviously, you don't root for, for, for your team to lose, but, you know, like there, there is just a talent deficit for sure on our team. Uh, but if, if, uh, Justin Fields improves, and uh, we just don't have the defense or the weapons on offense enough to, to win those competitive games. Uh, but he fights and he he really improves. So I'm gonna call like I'm gonna call it a win, you know, every every time. So uh, 
hopefully, hopefully, right. hopefully we're picking first, but also hopefully we win the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bears have the most regular season wins uh, along with the Lions, one hundred fifty to one. Vikings forty to one, and then the Packers six and a half to one. The favorite is uh, the Bills four and a half to one. Anyways, those are some odds. To throw out at you. Let's move on to the last team. That is my three thirteen and one Detroit Lions from last year. Uh so have you? Who's been watching Hard Knocks here? Like me, uh, almost all caught up. Got to watch the the last one. Have you guys been liking it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's been an entertaining season. Dan Campbell, uh, pro, oh, thumbs up or thumbs down on him? I'm a thumbs up on him. I like his energy. I think he's a funny After, dude. It, it took me the first episode to really – thumbs up on him, but okay, when he gives – when it's hard to take him seriously when he's giving a serious speech because he's very he's very out there and, and oh, we, yeah. we, we've seen him cry. It's almost like a pro wrestler. Exactly, exactly. Speech, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. He – I think the team, I think the players really respect the hell out of him, though. So, and def- definitely the coaching staff, I think. He's really. a trenches guy. He, he, you know, he'll battle in the trenches. He'll go to war with his teammates. I think there is a hundred percent a lot of uh, respect there. Uh, when he was say- when he was getting pretty choked up, talking to the team, like serious. I mean, I didn't watch, I didn't watch any of the hard knocks. I just saw a clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it it, it immediately yeah. reminded me of uh, the the newer longest yard when the one linebacker guard uh, gets like estrogen or something like that, like pumped into his drink, and he's like, oh, "It's like I just got a lot of feelings right now." Oh, <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" But uh, but I'm oh, still I'm still a Dan Campbell guy. So. Dan Campbell to win Coach of the Year is the favorite right now in Vegas. I just want to let what? you know. 10 to 1 odds. 30% of the betting tickets are on Dan Campbell to win Coach of the Year as well. I just Put the Vikings on hard knock next year. Jesus. So you got to hope you're hoping for a shitty season then? <laughs> they, 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 Am they, I? They, they, no. No, that's what that's the, that's how you get on hard they, knocks though. Is is if you're if you have a shitty season. So actually, that was a week ago. I'm just looking at the recent odds. So actually, Dan Campbell's second now. Brandon Staley's in first. Kevin O'Connell tied for uh, with Dan Campbell at sixteen to one on this on draft. Game. They did say that um, just slightly. Uh, they did say that if Minnesota misses the playoffs this year, that they will be like finalists for hard knocks next year. I will throw that in there. Well, yeah, you can't make the playoffs. You can't have been on it the year before. Uh, and you can't have a new head coach, so it's like only like three or four teams that qualify every year. So, Remy, if my nine and eight holds true, then hey, consolation prize, you're probably gonna get hard knocks next year. So there you go, buddy. And, yeah, yeah, no. I, <laughs> when damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um. All right, so Detroit Lions, uh, three and thirteen and one last year. All those three, I mean, the the three wins came later in the season too. Um, of course, that first one last year, that great last second win against the Vikings uh, at the buzzer on the goal line to Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, just <laughs> wanted to throw one more reminder there for you, Remy. But uh, anyways, Aiden Hutchinson. I think this guy, well, I, you know, it's an 11-man defense. One guy can't transform the defense, blah, blah, blah. But I really think Aiden Hutchinson is a guy that the Lions have been missing since pretty much the time I've been like a Lions fan, the last all pro guy that we had was the Dominican Sioux and the Lions have not even come remotely close to having a guy like that on their defense since. 
and I am uh, I'm super pumped to see this guy play a full season. I, I mean, he is he's awesome to watch. He's got a high motor. Everything. I think the Lions got to steal it too. I said it at the time of the draft. I'm saying it now still. I think the Lions got the best player in the draft this year, um, and I'm super excited to see him out there, uh, playing in a in a real game soon. I, I'm super high on him. He's the favorite to be rookie of the year, four and a half to one odds. Defensive rookie of the year, I should say. Um, and then uh, Jameson Williams, he's on the pup to start the season, uh, but we probably won't see him though. Probably, I mean, he's active week five, but probably week six seven eight i mean and they'll just be like one or two plays here or there but the guy to watch out for on defense as well is our six round rookie linebacker if you watch hard knocks he's on every he's pretty much the front center of that show in a lot of ways malcolm rodriguez rodrigo rodrigo nickname. the lions have had a lot of problems at linebacker uh and there's probably too much hype on a six round rookie linebacker but uh he he's looked great i'm really excited about him i think this lion's defense line can be fairly decent. Charles Harris is coming back. Uh, Romeo Quara, he, he'll be on the pup too, so he'll be back later. Uh, but the, the defense can't be much worse than it was last year, giving up 467 points. Like, Remy thought the Minnesota defense was bad. The Lions gave up 41 more points than them last year. That's how bad the Lions defense was last year. Uh, but having said that, I'm more excited about what the offensive side of the ball is going to do. I, I think people are underrating Jared Goff a little too much. He's looked incredible this offseason in in the preseason games, in practice, um, every just rave reviews everywhere. Um, and this is compared to last year where he wasn't looking this good. He was not looking this good. The Lions changed offense coordinators last year, halfway through the season, and he became a top 10 quarterback per EPA in the second half of the season last year when he played. Um, and I think he's going to carry that over this season. Now you add in the fact that the Lions starting five offensive linemen are actually all going to be healthy. All five did not play a snap last year. This offensive line has three potential pro bowlers or all pro guys uh, with Frank Ragnow, Panay Sewell at right tackle, and Taylor Decker at left tackle. Taylor Decker was a top 10 left tackle last year for PFF when he, when he was healthy. I don't need, I don't know if he qualified because he only played half the season because of a broken thumb. But then he threw in Big V and Jonah Jackson, the left guard, uh, this can be a top five offensive line. Now, can Jared Goff put it together is the biggest question because you have um, DJ Shark coming in on a one-year deal, but then you have a Monroe St. Brown, Jameis Williams when he's healthy, um, and a few other tools. And then, of course, DeAndre Swift, our running back, who I think is going to get a lot of carries this year. Uh, I think he's going high in fantasy for a reason. I think the Lions are really going to utilize him a lot. The Lions are going to want to use the run game first and foremost. That's how they're going to build this offense. Uh, because of this offensive line, I'm super pumped about this offense. I think Jared Goff is I, I really think he's going to put it together and that's why I don't, why, uh, you know, CJ Stroud, as enticing as he is, I don't think the Lions will be in a position to get him next year because I think they're, I, Brad Holmes is the one who shot a loudest in the room in, Saint, uh, in LA to get Jared Goff. He traded for him, bring him over here. I think they really want him to work out. Um, anyways, having all said all that, I think the Lions are really going to turn around here. Nine and eight. Uh, maybe they get in the playoffs. Maybe they don't. But it's going to be a big swing. Um, I, I'm super pumped about what they can do. And I, th I really think people are underrating what this offense can do because of Jared Goff's uh, recent history. Um, but don't underestimate the change in offensive coordinator and how that affected this team last year because their offense was pitiful. 
until uh, they got Jared Goff back with the new uh, coordinator. May I start this one off? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, please. Nine and eight again. That's my pick. Go ahead. So just to be clear, you think that they will have the same record as the Minnesota Vikings? <laughs> yep. Oh, my. Oh, my. You God. know what? I'll give us a tiebreaker, too. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, Big Z, dude. I, Just fired him I, up. I love, <laughs> I love the Lions. I love him more than last year because I'm I'm watching Hard Knocks. I'm seeing the behind the yeah, scenes. Buddy. And, and you guys have players who I can name now. Dude, that being said, from three to nine wins, six games. Oh my lord! I, I I'm gonna I was gonna give them six wins, and that would be a massive massive jump. Uh, mm. But man, to say that to say that they might have the same record as the Vikings, I might have to stop watching Hard Knocks now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think the Lions addressed what they need to address. You guys have that star guy now to build around, and Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you know, it, 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 so the status on Jeff Akuda is he is he is he healthy? Starting second cornerback. Second, I, I maybe he has a breakout year. I love Akuda. Um, he's like better and better as we've uh, gone throughout the preseason. You here. guys probably yeah. have a top three to four offensive line. It's better than top. You guys have got probably one of the best of off- offensive lines in football. DeAndre Swift is got to stay healthy. Exactly, they didn't play a single snap. Left. And DeAndre DeAndre Swift is going to really make that leap to be the dog. He, he's 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 just a dog in general, and now he wants to be among the elite running backs. I, I like the Lions. I don't think they win nine nine games, but I I will give them six. All right, well improvement. I'll take it. You know, I'll take it, Remy. I'll take it, uh, Kinger. I think Detroit's going to sit right around that 6-17 win mark this year. They're going to be a scrappy team. The offensive line and the run game is going to carry him. You don't want to put too much on Jared Goff's shoulders. I still am completely not out on Jared Goff, to be honest. He's he's shown that he's struggled a little bit, but um, I think that he still has shown up at times and shown that he's a suitable quarterback in the league. Never going to be elite, but is he a starting quarterback? I'm still going to lean yes. So I'm not so so sure the Lions are going to just give up on him. Just lay up. Got to wait and see how the season goes. Still concerned about your defense, though, man. D-line yep. front seven might be better, but the, the secondary, I still think you're going to give up a lot of yards through the air this year. Detroit's going to be scrappy. They're not taking that next step yet, but again, they're a team that's trending in the right direction. I think just about every team in the NFC North is trending in the right direction right now. So I'll give Detroit that seventh win. I, I, I say they go seven and ten this year. Ooh, okay, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, and and, and you're, you're right about your worry about the defense. My my biggest worry is the interior defense line. Michael Brockers is not. I'm not a fan of him. Levi Wuzurike, second round. Our last two second round defense linemen we drafted are both injured. The Levi Wuzurike might never. I mean, he has chronic back injury. Uh, Lee McNeil is the guy that's got to really step up, and he's a third-rounder. There's a lot of hype on him. Uh, we'll see. Because I think our secondary is as successful as the defensive line, which I think is the case for a lot of secondaries in the league, really. If you give anybody in this league like four seconds to throw, you just get open. So. But uh, Remy, or, uh, not Remy, uh, Barney. Go ahead. I uh, I think the overs will be a lot of fun in, uh, in, the, in the Lions games this year, but... I'll echo about 95% of what Kinger said, except I am completely out on golf. I do not think he's good. I think there's a reason you guys got, you know, all those draft picks just to take him, basically. Uh, I I mean, 
it it it's it makes me laugh a little bit that you guys got so many speedsters when the guy is deathly afraid to throw the ball downfield. However, I do agree with you in the way you attack the wide receiver market. I think you guys did a really good job. I think your team has vastly improved. Uh, but there's just there's just some question marks there. I think your games will be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but at the end of the day, not to not to take Remy's Bears quote, but I think the Lions will just Lions, and I think they'll they'll still yeah. stay around six or seven wins. I'm gonna I'm gonna go seven wins. Too. They call that the same old Lions. Uh, that's that's the saying. Just a scrappy team, Detroit is representing that real grit it, grittiness of Detroit. Oh yeah, that's like what Detroit's Dan gonna be. Love it. The, really oh, you said so. You said seven, phrase. seven wins, Bart. Yeah, I'm gonna say seven. I think you guys win one All or right. two games that you have absolutely no business winning. But you're also going to lose like to the whoever whoever's the very worst team on your schedule. You guys will lose that game. <laughs> Can I just throw a little caveat in there too? I think that's a factor that the Lions might sneak out one of those two extra wins that you're talking about. So the Lions, in terms of travel, had to travel the least amount of any team in the NFL this Rigged. year. In addition to that, they have no primetime games. They play every game on Sunday at noon, except for the Thanksgiving game, which I think the consistency actually might work in their favor. Now, that means that they're not good enough to be on primetime, but at the same time, it might get them an extra win or two with that lack of travel compared to some of these that's, other teams. That's NFL. music that is, to Jerry At least Goss Warren Sharp has said that's proven. I think Warren Sharp said it's proven like giving like a team, at least for like the Lions, maybe an additional 1.7 wins, something like that. So, so four and a half. I'm going to throw that. <laughs> Anyways, the, the Lions uh, over under. Uh, on DraftKings, six and a half. The under is even odds, and the over is uh, minus 120, so we'll do something over at six and a half. Uh, I'm going to throw that out there. Also, Lion, uh, so you want to go to uh, here. Let me just pull them up. So, Super Bowl odds really quick. Uh, just in our division, Packers, 10 to 1. Vikings, 35 to 1. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bears and Lions, 150 to 1. <laughs> scrolling oh man <laughs> um so i love the value on the lions uh at 150 to one i feel like they're just giving out free money so anyway okay so we're gonna uh end this podcast by giving our uh mvp and super bowl predictions and maybe any other ones you want to throw out there. I was like throwing out rookie of the year defense, but just because my my boy Aiden Hutchinson is the front I figured I figured you'd toss that one in there. Uh but who who wants to take the reins first on their Super Bowl prediction? Uh I'll go Barney, I'll, I'll get, go first. I, look, you, I love the confidence. You go for it. And then any other you know, future bets that you that you have them down. Yeah. Uh I think I think uh the Top five teams in the AFC are all better than the, the very best team in the NFC, in my opinion, this year. Uh, you want me to read the rest of the Super Bowl odds really quick? Like the top ones, at least? Sure. Uh, Bills, five and a half to one. Buccaneers, seven to one. Chiefs and Packers, 10 to one. Rams, 12 to one. A lot of people high on the Chargers, uh, 14 to one. I'll keep going a little bit more. Uh, 49ers, 16 to one. Broncos, 18 to one. Then you got the Ravens, 20 to, 20 to one, and the Bengals, 20 to Bengals, Eagles, Cowboys, twenty-two to one, and yeah. Uh, well, you said it. I'm one of those people. I am really high on the Chargers this year. I think uh, mm. you know that division is gonna, you know, leave a lot of bumps and bruises, and we'll find out who's the real, you know, competitors uh, halfway through that season. But 
Um, I think they're built to win. I think they're built to uh, to go to a Super Bowl. I, I'm a huge believer in my MVP choice, Justin Herbert. Um, but, I mean, you look at the way they're built, uh, Corey Lindsley, um, you know, Rashawn Slater, I, I'm blanking on some of the guys, but they got a pretty good – they got pretty good pieces on that offensive line. Uh, they got a phenomenal running back in Eckler. They got a really sound wide receiver room. And then you go on the defensive side, you got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack coming off the edge. Um, you got J.C. Jackson as a shutdown corner. Uh, you got Derwin James. I mean, there's. I mean, that team is is a tough team. And uh, I think when you got a quarterback that has that kind of confidence that Justin Herbert does have. Uh, you know, I, I like that. So I'm going to go LAC versus LAR in an all, Ooh, all LA, LA Super Bowl. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that entire city riots and <laughs> and I'm done there. Well, it's a one-sided riot because there's no Chargers fans, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Who, what, oh, but fascinating. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll make it easy because I'm I'm with Barney. I, Justin Herbert's my MVP pick this year. I I don't think Rodgers is going to get three peat, unfortunately. So I'm with Herbert. That offense is going to be electric. I'm taking Packers Bills this year, and I'm going to take Bills beating Green Bay. I think Bill the the Bills. This is their time. I, I believe that they have the pieces. The defense is once again is going to be absolutely stout. I think Josh Allen still needs to take one more step. And they have the receivers there. I'm big on Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs. I don't know that he's quite what he was, but he's still there. The Bills just got weapons across the board. Give me Buffalo for the Super Bowl this year. I think that would be uh, that would be who I'd like to see. That's that right there. Buffalo over uh... Green Bay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so since you mentioned him, and wait, uh, Barney, did you want to mention your MVP? Just, yeah. Let me. So, uh, I, I said Justin before I do, but yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So you're both on Justin. Wow, okay. So the MVP odds, let me just mention, Josh Allen, six and a half to one. Tom Brady, eight and a half to one. Mahomes and Herbert, nine to one. This is for DraftKings, uh, like everything else I've been reading. DraftKings, if you want to sponsor us, give a shout out. Uh, I'll do FanDuel next time otherwise. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 10 to one. Joe Burrow, 12 to one. Russell Wilson, 14 to one. Dak Prescott and Stafford, 16 to one. And then I'll stop with the last one here at twenty to one. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray. Jalen Hurts. So, having said that, wow. Remy, you had Kyler Murray last year as MVP, right? And it looked good for half the season, and then the and then the Cardinals do what they do and fall apart in the second half, and then lose in the first round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, part of me wanted to take Kyler again because he's done nothing except get more weapons, but I'm not really sold on Arizona this year. Um, I'm going to jump on, still stay in the AFC West, but I'm going to take Mahomes. I think a lot of people might write him off because he lost a lot of his weapons, but I mean, he also, he also, there's still Kelsey and he might just find it as motivation to just really, really try and put the team on his back. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to have to say Pat Mahomes for MVP. And then my Super Bowl prediction, I'm going to take the Bills also, but I'm going to have them go up against the Rams again. And I think I think Los Angeles uh, gets it done. They go back to back. Um, they, I'm I'm sold on them. Shout out Kid J. Um, I, they just for some how, odd reason they keep getting better. Um, 
but I'm going to go Rams over Bills in the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes is my MVP. And um, I'm going to I'm gonna say the o- offensive player of the year is going to be Justin Jefferson. I'm going to hashtag JJ2K on everything. I think he can get close to 2,000 yards. <laughs> uh, defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Offensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go with the Iowa State boy, Brees Hall, is going to turn some heads. And then defensive play at rookie of the year, sorry, uh, your boy, Hutchinson. That a boy. I like to hear that at least. Um, all right. So, Super Bowl. I, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to come out firing this year. 10-1. Uh, to 1. I, I like them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the the NFC team that is gonna that's gonna make it is really hard. I, I'm, you know, outside of Lions, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Chiefs over Saints in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think the Sna- Saints are. Uh, I, I like Dennis Allen a lot as a coach. Uh, Jameis Winston. They get Michael Thomas back, Jameis Winston. I think the Saints might have one of the best defenses in the NFL as well. Um, I think they're extremely underrated. Uh, I think the Buccaneers are super overrated as well. I want to I wanna throw that in there, too. And the Broncos, uh, I, don't, I don't... Russell Wilson's not going to solve all their issues, in my opinion. The altitude. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, but I like the Chiefs. More than my uh, my Saints pick, that's kind of a dark horse one, really. That probably won't pan out, you know, how these things go. And then, uh, let me hold on. I just gotta go look at my. So MVP, you know, if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Mahomes is probably having a good season. I, I've been really going back and forth on this one a lot. But you know, MVP, I like to take uh, you know bigger odds. Take a try big, big. I mean. Herbert has what you want for an MVP. They has all the buzz. These guys buzz. That usually helps them because it's a narrative as much as it is anything else. But sneaky dark horse one as well. Matt Ryan at forty-five to one. I I, I kind of like uh, those odds there at least. I think there's good value on Matt Ryan at forty-five to one. <laughs> I think he's still a really good quarterback. Um, the Falcons had just an awful team last year. They had no wide receivers to help them out. I think he's in a really good position there. So I like the – I'm not saying he's going to win necessarily, but I think it's a really good value. So that, that's my pick. Do you think he has – Really going outside the norm <laughs> yeah. here. If you're, if you're going to go outside the norm, do you think he has more weapons than Kirk Cousins? Mm. I, I mean, J- that's not the J.J. Worst. Thielen, Kirk Irv, Cousins. Dalvin? 50 to 1. 50 to 1, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> That's not that's not dark actually, horse. That's not that bad, dark right? horse. Robbie, I love how you have always have an opportunity to, to tie it back to your body. Well, I I just I, by the way, I couldn't find Jared Goff on any of the odds. <laughs> I was too scared to say Kirk Cousins, but then I'm I've been I've been scrolling back and forth. I'm like, did I miss something here? But I I cannot find him on this list, even at like a hundred, like a thousand to one. So I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe maybe they just even Christian Kirk I see on here five Jesus Mike Kosicki's on here at five hundred one Where's Goff He's not on this list But uh anyways So I think that's gonna wrap it up There's our predictions for the season Uh I think next one the next episode we have we'll be previewing week one of the season Uh we already got in 
you know, interdivision rivalry, the Vikings and the Packers. I'm sure there'll be a lot of love like we've seen on this podcast between Remy and Kinger. More of that. Uh, Bears, they open against uh, Trey Lance and the 49ers. Niners at home. Oh, yeah. Hey, you might be catching them at a good time, though. Uh, yeah. And then the Lions open up against uh, the Eagles at home, of course, at noon, because they, like I mentioned, they play everything. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, please download, please subscribe, please leave a review. Always greatly appreciate that. Instagram at the pylon. Uh, follow us on there. Let us know your thoughts on the season. Give us your predictions uh, for the NFC North and everything else NFL. And then the pylon pod at the pylon pod on Twitter. Follow us on there. Otherwise, thank you to our producer, Kid J. Always appreciate his help. And otherwise, everybody, enjoy your Labor Day. Travel safely. Uh, we'll see you back next week previewing week one of the NFL season. Enjoy the first week in a college football. Week one now. Last week was week zero, they call it. This is week one. So, anyways, thank you, everybody. See you next week. Fair enough.